Hey everyone, Joe here. Now, if you're listening to this show, I can probably safely assume that you are an SNES aficionado, and that's great, but some of you might have owned a PC during those heady days of the early 90s, and if you did, you might even have played some games on them, and if you did that, you might enjoy my podcast, The Upper Memory Block. In every episode, we go deep into a game or game series and talk about things like the story, the gameplay, and technical specs, but more importantly, we dive deep into the development of the games, what makes them special, and whether or not they still hold up today. So if all of that sounds interesting, come check out the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com. Thanks for your time, and now I'm proud to introduce the SNES Podcast. SNES Podcast, with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello everybody, welcome to the Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 59 for your listening pleasure. Uh, this is one of your regular uh, regular hosts, Greg, and I'm joined by my other regular host, uh, George, who I always have to introduce because he refuses to introduce himself. Well, I mean, if you just sit there in silence, how am I supposed to know? Well, yes, we've gone through this already, so. <laughs> and we'll uh, talk about this later. <laughs> yes, one of these days I'll actually get you to, you know, to probably, to, to probably like, introduce yourself, so, like other podcasts do. But anyway, um, we are doing an interesting game like in this episode, a game that, again, that for a change, neither George or I had played before in the past, uh, but which came to us recommended uh, by. Um, I don't know if they're a listener, a listener, a listener at the podcast. But I do know that to, uh, to a couple people, to a couple people, have suggested, have suggested we check this game out, and I can see why because it's pretty interesting. Um, we are covering the um, technically the vehicular combat-based racing uh, racing game, uh, Rock and Roll Racing, developed by a small company called Silicon and Synapse, uh, now known by a much more famous name, uh, Blizzard Entertainment, um, published by Interplay. Sounds chilly. <laughs> and published by. Bl- and published by Interplay for both the Super NES and uh, Super NES uh, Atlanta Genesis in, um, in, um, in So it's been a while since we looked at a racing game. F Zero was the last time I uh, covered racing games. I kind of figured that we were due for it because Super NES did have a, Super NES did have a bunch of racing games for it. Uh, most people are of the opinion that the more realistic slash sim racing games are not very good in the system. That they're a lot better on Genesis. But some of the more um, offbeat, um, I guess you could kind of say arcadey uh, racing games are pretty good for the system. For example, if, like for example, I think that the the, the, you know, the Super NES version of uh, 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 you have Ivan Stewart uh, uh, Offworld Racing is very good. That's a very good arcade game that can ported very well with the system. So, um, and this definitely fits the bill of being kind of a kind of a zany and, and wacky and cartoony racing game for sure. So. Um, so anyway, um, George, as George has said before in the past, that he's not really a big racing game fan, but you played some of them before, right? I don't think that's true, but... Well, I remember you saying, like, off mic that you really hadn't played too many racing games. I don't think I've ever said that since I play, like, Forza Motorsport Mm. and all that. Well, yeah, that, well, yeah, uh, but those are more... I play a decent amount of racing games. But those are more modern racing games, right? 
Okay, well, if we're talking about older racing games, yeah, no, I don't play too much of those. Mm. But, but yeah. I, I, I still play, like, even, like, older Brad Turismo and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah, what, what were you <laughs> saying? Um, so you kind of prefer the more simulation, so simulation racing games, like, as opposed to the... You, 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 you suppose the more, like, arcade-based ones, then, right? Uh, yes, but I have no problem with arcade-based racing games. Mm-hmm. So, um... I have no problem playing with yeah. playing this game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a huge racing game fan, but there are a few racing games that I really love. Uh, I already mentioned F Zero. Like, I'm a huge fan of the F Zero franchise. Uh, those are a lot of fun. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I cut my teeth on RC Pro Am, like for the NES, which is a great game. Uh, the sequel is also very good. Very frustrating, very difficult, but a lot of fun to play. Um, and you know, and. And so I already mentioned, like, you know, Ivan Stewart, uh, 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 Off-Road Racing is a very fun game. Uh, Pole Position is one of the first arcade games I remember playing as a kid. Um, the second game, this is the second game I think is better, but Pole Position is still, like, pretty fun to play. So it kind of depends upon the game. I, I kind of prefer, uh, as opposed to George, I kind of lean to the, you know, I kind of lean more toward the, more toward the, uh, the action slash arcade stuff, but, um, uh, but we um, but racing games definitely, definitely, I uh, definitely have a very long and uh, long distinguished history, and you don't and, and you don't really need to know too much about. Well, for a lot of games, you really don't need to know too much about like racing or how cars operate or whatnot to be able to have fun playing them. So, in this game, I think is a kind of a great example. To, to, to a great example for that. So, both the game, and the company behind them, have very interesting, um, like a very interesting histories. So we will camp out on the, uh, I camp out on the game here, the game here first, like for a moment. Um, this game is actually a sequel to an earlier Super NES game. Um, that was that was a um, actually actually in hindsight, it kind of makes more sense. It kind of makes more sense to talk about the company first. Um, Silicon and Synapse was founded back in 1991. By three graduates, uh, uh, by three college graduates, who, uh, graduates, uh, graduates, uh, 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 just recently left school and decided to form and decided to get together and form a video game company. Yes, it's been done numerous times in the past, and has been done with some and has been done, has been done with some success with a bunch of other companies. Uh, Bioware got its start in pretty much a very similar, uh, similar way and fashion as well. Right, but those those guys were doctors. Right, but they were recent graduates also, like when they started the company. Yes. So. yes. But they, um, so uh, these three guys uh, got together and formed the company, and they formed a uh, they formed a they formed a they, uh, they formed a publishing agreement with uh, uh, a publishing agreement very shortly after they formed with Interplay, which is a very big uh, a very big uh, PC and console game publishing company uh, uh, company at the time. We've covered Interplay in past podcasts uh, podcasts. I won't talk about them too much, but they. Um, their uh, most of their most of their early work was in doing porting of games uh, to other platforms that um, uh, that the Interplay had published in the past. Battle Chess One and Two, uh, Castles, uh, Lord of the Rings, Shanghai Two, games like that. Uh, that so, but they also wanted, but the company of course didn't want to just develop the company. The company didn't want to just port games forever. They also wanted to develop to develop and make their own games. So their first, so like the first game they published, that the first game that they developed, developed out like on their own, and um, and published for them by Interplay as, as per their contract, was there was not a racing game called RPM Racing that came up with the Super NES alone in 1991, uh, shortly after the shortly after the uh, the console launched in North America, and that game is actually be, and that game is actually kind of a kind of a um, a enhanced uh, version of an earlier game called Race Instruction Set, which came out, uh, which came up with the Commodore 64 back in the mid 80s. Uh, uh, the logic, the logic and AI engine is kind of, I'm, I'm gonna be courteous and say, I can say, inspired by um, heavily by that game. You, you could probably, you could perhaps make the argument that it was like borrowed because it's very, very similar, but. Uh, but in many respects, RPM is kind of a uh, updated, enhanced version, uh, enhanced version of racing, uh, enhanced version like racing, to a racing, you know, racing instruction set. And that game's kind of similar to Rock and Roll Racing in some ways. Um, it's more simplistic. It's more of a, um, it's more of a um, realistic uh, racing game, and so that you can have like you can have. 
regular seasons or single races or make your own courses and just like you know um and just go and just go around the tracks and whoever whoever comes in first wins that kind of stuff uh george the fat man singer did the music for the game which is pretty good um the game did okay upon release but i mean certainly um it wasn't you know it's not great i i don't think that i i played the game for a little while i don't think it's anywhere near as good as this game is but you know companies have to start somewhere so um so they continue to so they continued over the next few years to port games. Uh, they also uh, uh, the second game that the second game that they created on their own was a very popular game, which was uh, uh, which did very well and which we, um, this thing which you may have played also George um, a little title called Lost Vikings. Nope. Okay. Uh, it's a very good <laughs> it's a very good puzzle game, kind of similar like similar kind of similar to a. Um, um, it has a lot of similarities with a uh, Lemmings. Like you played that game. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, very similar to that. Uh, that game got poured to a whole bunch of systems. Nineteen ninety-two. There was a sequel for it. Uh, there was a sequel for it also uh, like later on. Um, so yeah, that game did very well. So with that cash, the company they, they cut their, their cash. The company, the company decided to go ahead and make a sequel to RPM, which initially called RPM Two. Um, but toward the end of the project. Um, Interplay's marketing, de- uh, uh, marketing department got, uh, got involved, and you can already, and you can already hear the oh no kind of coming onto this because uh, whenever marketing gets involved in things, it usually, 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 just, usually doesn't work out uh, too well. <laughs> um, they, they liked the game a lot. They wanted to, they wanted to do well because they had confidence in the, 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 the uh, 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 they had confident confidence in SoCon and Synapse by now because of the, uh, because of the good work that they had done with porting. They came up with a great idea of maybe having some, you know, um, they looked at the very cartoony, kind of somewhat violent, kind of like, you know, off the, off the rails, uh, zany and bonky game plan, like, you know, hey, you know, we should really get some music uh, like to this game. So they went out and they secured the rights to a bunch of a uh, famous, a famous classic, like classic rock music. Well, most of them are classic rock music. We'll talk about here uh, uh, that later on. So, um, so, so they got the rights to add on five, like five tracks, and to be- and to better suit the, and because of the, and because of that, to better suit the, to suit the change, the change, the, the, the overall change of the game, the music, the, the, the music gave it. They insisted upon a rename of the game, and you know, when the game got renamed to Rock and Roll Racing because you're uh, because you're racing, you're listening to you're listening to rock and roll music. You know, like duh, it's kind of like you know self obvious there as what you always want to do there. You um, you do that so, but they um. So uh, the game also the uh, the game also had the game also has a lot of similarities to your uh, to, to, uh, similarities, similarities to RC program which I already like mentioned earlier because of the, uh, because of the because of the combat nature of the game how you can like you know, like use weapons against other uh, you know, players and that kind of stuff so um, it definitely is equal to it, it definitely is it, the, the games the game's kind of like a half sequel kind of like half half-borrowed kind of stuff, so it's a very interesting mishmash of ideas and previous game concepts, but it all works out, you know, pretty well, I think, so, um, the game came out in North America on June, you know, June 93, it was simultaneously launched on both the, on both the Super NES and Genesis, and it came out in Japan in January 94, and, and, um, and Europe got a power release of the game in, in March of 94, so, um, but and this was the last game the company and this was the last game the company did under its old name. Um, they wanted to have a more exciting name, um, so they uh, so like so, 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 so sometimes so sometime early in 1994, uh, they so uh, the three guys who founded the company uh, sold the ga- uh, 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 the company to. Uh, to a small um, attributor called Davidson Associates uh, for $6.75 million. And because of that uh, purchase, uh, the, the company was renamed briefly to Chaos Studios, Studios before finding out that somebody else already had that name active, so that's no-go. And, and they found set upon Blizzard Entertainment. So um, very shortly after that, Blizzard really, really uh, took off like the breakthrough hit uh, Warcraft, like to, 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 to Warcraft like Orcs and Humans. Uh, the first game, the first game, the very long-running uh, Warcraft franchise. So, um, 
pretty much as they say the rest of history after that point. Uh, the company's released numerous, numerous, uh, numerous, uh, numerous like, successful games over the years. Um, Warcraft is still a very big franchise for them. Of course, if you, of course, they're still like you know like World of Warcraft, which is the longest running um, and most successful uh, like MMO RPG out there. Uh, there's also the very long-lasting, there's also the very long-lasting, long-lasting and successful uh, StarCraft and uh, and Diablo franchises, and the um, and the most recent biggest hit, um, like was a game, pure like was a game like Overwatch. And they, uh, Blizzard changed hands numerous times. Uh, they, uh, uh, they finally ended up. Um, being owned by French companies like called Vendi, which is the uh, Vendi, which is the which, which same company, the company company also acquired uh, like Sierra, and uh, back in back in 2008, uh, the Vendi Games did a merger with Activision, and um, but uh, but they didn't want to use the Vendi uh, the Vendi as the uh, as the subname of the company, so they said, hey, Blizzard sounds pretty good, so the, like so the new company was named Activision Blizzard, and and to this day. Um, and because of that merger, and and so hold true to this day, Activision Blizzard is actually is actually larger than is actually is actually larger than Electronic Arts to be the biggest, you know, to, 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 to be the biggest, most profitable, uh, video game company in the world. So, um, and so kudos for them. And um, side note, the three the, the three guys the three, the three guys who found the company, I found it to be very interesting. The three guys who found the company are still the company today. Uh, one is to, to, to one of the president, one of the, to one of the vice presidents, and, and the third guy was a former president, and it, um, is now employed as a consultant. So I'm sure those guys have made their money over many, many times, uh, 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 um, you know, and so, uh, you know, and definitely very, you know, definitely a very great uh, fairy tale uh, rags to riches uh, success story about taking a small company and making it and making it and making it the biggest company in the world. Well, one of well, one of the biggest companies in the world, uh, certainly. So, but uh, so so yeah. Um, this this so so yeah. Knowing the history of the company and knowing the history the history of the game, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. To, it's pretty interesting to see how this game uh, came out because it's a very early look at some things that Blizzard would do very well, I think, in later games. You have to, um, you have to see some similarities, for example, with this game, this game and some of the things, and some of the thing concepts that they would use in later games. Um, like, for example, the graphics. Um, the graphics in this game are very, um, are very cartoony. They're very, like, uh, you know, like, over-the-top, kind of, like, you know, zany fun. They're, like, you know, there's, there's bright, vivid colors. Um, it, it really kind of reminded me of this, uh, um, you know, I don't know if you haven't experienced George playing the, uh, you know, playing the early Warcraft games, but this really kind of reminded me of Warcraft games, as far as the, you know, as far as the, you know, as far as the overall graphic, graphic, graphic look and the colors used and everything went. They're not really my kind of games. Hmm. But, but you have seen them before, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's definitely similarities in the graphics because, like, you know, um, um, so they're very, um. I thought the graphics of the game were very good. Uh, they're very eye-popping. They're very uh, vivid. There's a lot of like you know good colors being used. Definitely taking advantage to to take advantage of advantage of the rich color palette. You know the Super NES was able to do. Um, so what do you think of the uh, you think of the graphics? Well, uh, they definitely look nice. Um, they're very welcoming, and I didn't I didn't really have to worry about what looked like what except for like. The oil slick kind of mm. like caltrops to me, yeah, just because of the shine, yeah, right. Um, but I, I mean, you know that it's oil because it tells you it's oil, right? Um, I mean, what else? What else can I say about how it looks? I mean, you basically said it all. Um, it looks nice. It fits. It's cartoony for sure, but not like super over the top. Mm. But it's not realistic. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, compared to the last game, like RPM, this game uh, was designed from the start not to be like realistic at all. They, they, yeah. Uh, 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 they, you know, they definitely wanted to go for like more, like more of like crazy cartoony uh, action, 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 action like feel to it. Um, that holds down to the graph. Uh, I'm sorry, that holds down to the um, uh, the icons too, because the icons. Uh, uh, um, um, the, the basic gameplay of the game is like you know a racing game. You have you have a racer. You have your car. You can pick. Uh, I, uh, um, you, um, 
so you can either like go through a, a series of maps or a series of maps or just play on a single map. Um, and they, uh, and it can top the screen at top the shows the top of the screen. Like while you race, it shows you how many missiles you have, how many, how many, how many mines you have, how many, uh, um, I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. The third power up is the um, oil slick. The oil slicks. Yes. Thank you. Um, and even those icons like are very like graphic looking. I'm, 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 I'm like, you know, cartoony looking. So, yeah, um, yeah. It, you know, shows you the, shows you the laps that you have done. Like it's a very clean, um, yeah, very clean interface. I thought, like you know, simple like, but very effective. Yes, exactly. Good. Yep, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, the course design is interesting. Um, the courses are laid out in very interesting patterns. I thought uh, they're not your typical oval, like oval or rounds or squares. And very, very some, there's a very oddball, oddball uh, courses here. I think. Um, I definitely think there's some very, would you say, George, unique uh, racetracks. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I found it interesting how like every turn was like a sharp turn. Oh yeah, I hate that. <laughs> you really have to be careful like a bunch of momentum going on the sharp turn, uh, uh, the sharp curves, especially if you have like somebody trying like you know like you uh, especially if you have like an AI player like on your tail. But yeah. um, because um, like I said, you have weapons. You, uh, like we mentioned, you have missiles, uh, missiles, mines, and oil slicks. Um, they pretty much do what they sound like. Uh, they pretty much do. Um, do, do, do what the name implies. So, Are they missiles? I thought they were like lasers. I, I, yeah, I kind of thought they'd be missiles, but I guess like it. Uh, I, but I, but I guess it kind of operate in a very laser-like fashion. So I guess. I mean, uh, it's a it's it's a projectile weapon. Yeah, exactly. So, so but they um, yeah. um, um, the cars that the 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 cars this game I thought actually the the cars this game I thought actually actually looked actually looked very similar to the cars. Um, you know the cars you race against like an F Zero. I thought uh, there's some similarities in my mind at least. Uh, there's some similarities, similarities like how the cars, the, the cars, the cars those two games look. I didn't see any of F Zero in this game. Mm. Um, I mean, to to me, the cars just looked like muscle cars, but with huge wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good car design. I thought, like you know, like um, uh, you can recognize like your. Uh, your car and your opponent's car very like, uh, like very easily because of car schemes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can also see there's also a radar map in the corner that shows you like you know like where you are versus uh, 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 the where all the other uh, players are. So gives me some radar love. Yes, R- radar is very important in a racing game. So <coughs> so um, yeah, and there's. Uh, I, um, and you know the tracks. The tracks have some hills and uh, have some hills and dips, and they. Um, George already mentioned the sharp curves, so mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate the fact. Has also the the, uh, the also the fact. One more thing about the graphics. There's some very nice background detail also. Um, many many racing games just show simply the track and that's it, but this game shows you the map. It kind of a shows you a course and course in a. I wouldn't call it isometric. I kind of call it kind of a slanted graphical view. I'm not really quite sure how to put it, um, because you're not looking top down, but you're not looking from the side either. You're kind of like you're kind of like up a little bit, looking down the, the you're looking down the tra- you're, you're looking down the track. That's kind of isometric. I I would think that's how I would explain it. Yeah, it's similar. It's not true isometric. It's yeah, but, it's not true but, isometric, but it's more closely isometric right. than so. probably anything else. Um, yeah, so because of the, uh, and because of that graphical angle, um, you often see the um, you you see stuff off the off the track also, like you see the terrain that you're going through and whatnot. So you can see like you know like like desert or mountains or, or lakes or whatnot as you go through the various the various tracks. And that's very nice because most racing games they show you the track and that's it. So they didn't need to, so they didn't need to pay as much attention you to uh, uh, you know, attention to the background graphics um, like in these games they did. You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't even realize that stuff in the background until you said something about it. But um, you're right. That's that's pretty good. It's just. It's funny how I didn't notice it. I guess well, I was more worried about. Yeah, you're so racing. busy racing that you really don't yeah. really. Punch. <laughs> but that's it's really cool that they have something in the background yeah. because a lot of games don't have that. Right. Um. So. The only the only knock the only knock I might give about the graphics and this is kind of related to the game engine I suppose is that like I, said, I kind of wish. I wish you had the option to be able to zoom in or zoom out your viewpoint a little bit, because I kind of think the default to the default viewpoint doesn't doesn't show you as far back as far back um, in the racetrack. Uh, like I like I personally 
you're personally like, personally like prefer it to because yeah, I wish I was able to see more ahead of me. Yeah, because then it'd be easier to brace for turns. Right, and yeah. you know you don't see and 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 you don't get too much warning when the car comes up behind you either because of that. Yeah. But it's not game breaking by any you know, any event. Um, oh no, no. Right. Well, it's a minor aggravation. I mean, just something that you know. Again, on the time period, um, you know, time period that this came out, that kind of that kind of that, that kind of limited limited viewpoint, a viewpoint was pretty common, uh, like for the like racing games. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure. I'm sure it was also a choice of. There'd be a lot more to render. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This game definitely pushes for pushes pushes Super NES hardware because. Yeah. Um. The, um. I didn't have any slowdown during the racetrack, but I kind of thought. Um. But you can tell there's a there, there's a little bit of loading time in between like tracks and whatnot. You you uh, I, you, you definitely can tell that the you, you definitely can tell that this game is pushing the series pushing the hardware. So. Um. But all in all, I thought it ran like, pretty smoothly. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't have any problems with any frame rate or anything. So, um, so what do you think about the controls? Um, they're good. They're nice and tight. I didn't have any problems with them. Um, I like the how you can alternate between using the uh, shoulder buttons and the D-pad to yes. steer. Yeah, that's pretty unique. I can't really think of any other recent games to do that. Yeah. So. Um, well, I mean, uh, there are some games they use it as like a like a different thing. Like it won't steer, but it'll like control. You know, like in F Zero, it'll mm -hmm. like control the right. Yeah. The, uh, whatever the rudder, whatever in the back. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I haven't really seen too many games utilize the shoulder shoulder buttons for like an alternate way to like steer mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah, I didn't use that feature. I, um, I um, I didn't. I mean, I, I like I'm just used to using the pad for everything, so I just kept like, using the pad. Yeah, that's, but that's what I use. It was it was probably harder for me to use the shoulder buttons because I don't I don't know. It just it feels different, and yeah. I'm also using like different <coughs> fingers for it. Like I'm not using my thumb, and then you get into like reaction time mm. and and all that stuff. I, yeah, I kind of wish the game had an option for a joystick because I kind of think, like you know, like um, you know, um, a modern a modern thumbstick, for example, might be able to handle the controls better than a uh, 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 the, the overall the overall control of the game better than a D pad. But yeah, because you'd be able to um, make more sensitive steering, mm, right? So yeah, it takes me to used to. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. I thought. Yeah, um, it, it works. So. Right. I found I found myself power sliding through like every turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I so I assume that you had the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it didn't look like the AI did that though. You can and use power sliding like your advantage doing. though, because you can use power sliding to be able to kind of um, because because some of the curves are so sharp, particularly are so sharp, particularly if you you particularly those ninety degree curves. That you know, power sliding is a good way to do a good way to do 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 a good way to do a good way to help you like, get around it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some there's uh, there's, uh, there's definitely some strategies like there's definitely some strategy like this game. Um, I don't I, I I yeah I, I yeah I, um, I don't think we mentioned that there's uh, we, we mentioned that there's a uh, four. Um, there's only there's, there's there's quote unquote only like four like four cars on the racetrack. Um, this is this is low compared to many of the racing games, but I kind of think again I, again because of the because the graphical model being used because of the hardware being pushed that fours were all they felt um, felt felt that they could reliably put in the game that the game before it suffers any slowdown or whatnot. So right, and those those sprites are big. So. Yep, big cars. Yeah. So. Um, very satisfying, like when they go boom, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, especially when it's by you. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, we didn't we didn't talk about this, but when you first start, uh, you could select a character, and they're from different planets. Yes. And uh, each character adds um, different stats to uh, your car or whatever. So, like the like the first one, which is the one I chose, like added, I believe, acceleration and top speed. I was like, right. yeah, 
So right. um, they have different things like I think handling and right. this and that. And so that, that was a really cool feature. Yep. So each race has four laps. Uh, four laps is a little bit long. I kind of wish that you know, um, you know, like I would uh, personally, 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 you know, I would have preferred like two or three laps. But I mean, the tracks are short. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the race themselves are not like the race themselves like not too long, but just like you know, some of the some of the tracks are very frustrating. I thought because of the way they're designed, laid out, or whatnot, and, and I just kind of wish that oh man, I like hold. I mean, you know, like, I'll be in first place in, like, lap two, and I'm going, like, I have to hold this, like, two laps, damn. But, so, um... Well, that's when you start dropping oil spills everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, um... The game really encourages you to attack other vehicles also, more so in, like, RC Program, for example, because you get, um... Uh, but you get like um, monetary attack bonuses like, each time that you provide the finishing blow against uh, uh, the finishing blow against the car. Yep. Um, and you also get a lapping bonus to whenever you gain a, a full one lap lead, like an opponent, uh, opponent, uh, your opponent uh, during the race. And combined with the fact that money power ups pick up, um, it, um, it definitely helps you to give you, it definitely helps you increase your bank because in between like. Uh, because like with like with Ivan Stewart and I can like with some other racing games like between the right tracks uh, you can spend your money to upgrade your car so you can get like better engines better tires better shocks or like a better shielding uh, um, and you can also increase the capacity to have the, the capacity to have more to have more weapons um, and you can also you can also increase the can you also like increase the Kill the number of times uh, you can turbo boost. Uh, either you'll jump jets or nitro boosts. Uh, each of those upgrades can max out at seven. Yeah, and it's it's really cool to have an upgrade system because if you want to just go for speed, you just keep upgrading your engine. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm assuming tires were like yeah. grip and handling and all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's my understanding that you know tires, tires, tires are used for gripping. Uh, 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 engines are used for speed. Uh, plus also, plus also acceleration. Tires are used for gripping. Uh, shocks are used to be able to allow you to be able to do the, um, uh, you know, to be able to uh, uh, the bumps and jumps better. Um, um, and shielding and shielding allows you to be able to take like more damage. Yeah, I, I should have probably upgraded my shocks because. There's a few, few, few tracks where it's like, whoa! I emphasize I'm engines. A lot of speed. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I emphasize engines. Uh, do, do the engine at first. Um, oh yeah, I did that too. Like and then, like you know, shielding. Uh, I'm sorry, like tires was second. Shielding, shielding was third. But then finally, shocks. Um, I try, yep. I try to keep it somewhat balanced, but I balanced, but I definitely. Uh, but the start of the start of the game, I definitely emphasized like engines because like you know, like speed, speed, uh, speed equals good basically. <laughs> well, that's good for any racing game. Right. Speed is good. You can also, um, I'm not sure if you ever did this, George. Um, you can also like buy like more advanced, to, to, to advanced vehicles too if you want to. Uh, the downside of that though, the, like you lose over, um, the downside of that, like your equipment upgrades like don't carry over. Right. And no, I, I didn't buy a new vehicle. I just kept up upgrading the one I had. Right. So um, you have to, like most racing games, as long as you come in, come in, come in in first, second, or third place, like um, uh, you you are considered to have quote unquote qualified, I suppose. I suppose the way to describe it, um, and you're awarded money and points. Uh, you need points to be able to advance, uh, advance, uh, advance like the next racing division. Uh, there's, there's two racing divisions, like each two, two, two racing divisions of uh, each planet. Um, if you don't have enough points. Um, uh, by the time the division race season is done with, you have to really, um, you have to, you have to repeat the division again with, uh, with zero points, but all your upgrades carry over, which is nice. Oh, that's good. There's also, uh, there's also, there's also, there's also two-player mode, uh, where, uh, where you and a friend can race simultaneously, and a, um, um, and a, uh, and uh, oh, be before I bring up this point, let's also bring up. Um, the announcer. There's an announcer in this game with some like very like zany voice samples. Uh, <laughs> uh, how would you describe this announcer, George? Um, I, I don't know. He's an <laughs> announcer. Um, 
He's he's like kind of like one of those over top, over the top uh, stereotypical announcers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the, the problem was, and it's it's understandable why, but the problem is with the the announcer is there's not enough content to him, so he gets so repetitive, and he said, and if you're in if you're constantly in first place, he'll say the same thing. Over and over <laughs> and over again. Snake is dominating the race. Like, yes, okay, you said this like three other times, like this, <laughs> this same lap. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I know, but you know, it's good information though. Yeah. Like, if you, if you if you don't know what's going on behind you, mm-hmm. um, it's good information though. It's like, oh, so and so, so and so is close to blowing up, or or whatever right. he says, yep. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's helpful, but it's also annoying. It's the same problem that any kind of like you know like sports game kind of has because like you know limited, li- limited size like to the game so the, um, they only have like so many voice samples present so right um, this is yeah this is a problem of older games and they're 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 starting to weed that stuff out in newer yeah. games but there are some games that still get very repetitive mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not gonna name any names <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So um, the commenter's name is Loudmouth Larry, and it definitely applies because he's a loudmouth for like for sure. So yeah, that sounds about um, right. Um, the voice quality in this game, I thought, is very good. Um, yes. It's, yes. Uh, um, like you know, for being like being a 16-bit title, um, uh, again, like you know, this is a this is again, it's a trademark Blizzard. Uh, the, the Warcraft games and Diablo games also. I would also feature like very zany over the top uh, voices in them too. So um, yeah. again. Uh, so things, again, again, you definitely can tell this. You, uh, again, you definitely can tell this is a Blizzard game, and um, um, you definitely can tell they cut their teeth um, with many of the things that they do later on, like in their other games uh, here. So that's a, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's not a surprise that there's good voice samples in here. It's it's nice to to. I was gonna say see it, but you don't really see mm-hmm. voice, do you? Uh, it's really good to hear it. Um, I mean, you need to remember that SNES has more capacity in the cartridges mm-hmm. now, yeah. and and the the sound hardware is much more capable of doing voice than the NES was. Right. So it was it was it's it's always a delight to hear voice in an NES game. Um, an SNES game is not always super surprising, but um, when you hear it and it's done well, it's a nice thing to have. Yes. Yes. This is a very talky game too. There's only really, I think, um, uh, this is probably one of the most um, voice-laden Super NES games I can think of. Uh, think of. Um, the, the, uh, so there's a couple of, there's, uh, there's a couple of sports games and there's Smash TV that also have a lot of voice in them. But this game's definitely up there too, as far as like you know, like uh, you know, the amount of voices. Oh yeah. Uh, really? I mean, well, there's well, there's pretty much like one primary voice, but you know, there are. But there's a lot of clips that are being right. Played. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so two-player mode. Um, um, going back to the point I was going to make earlier, uh, there's kind of a kind of a kind of a kind of a half backhanded uh, uh, rib here because um, in two-player mode, if only one person has enough points, but uh, 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 um, you know, points to advance on your division, um, the announcer will say, you know, they have a. So the answer will ask you, like, you want to, the, the answer will ask you, will ask you, um, you want to quote, leave your loser friend behind. <laughs> so, um, and if you say yes, then you, then, then you basically kick your player, uh, you'll kick your friend out of the game and, um, and you continue like by yourself. Um, where if you say no, then you go back and, um, redo the track with him to, 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 to make sure to, 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 uh, to, to help your friend get enough points. I'm sure there so, was a lot of fights between brothers. Could have been, this. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of crying to mom about it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this game, so this game has, this game has something that you hate, George, passwords. I don't hate passwords. I hate terrible passwords. And this, this password system's all right, I guess. Um, <laughs> I didn't really need to worry about it because modern right. technology allows yeah. me to not worry about it. Um... It's it's an okay password. Yeah, like it's okay. Um, you get a password each time that you finish. Uh, uh, I mean, a password a password that you finish um, each time a, a racing season, and of course, all those passwords are available like online these days. Oh, um, there, the password the password consists of three four digit of three of three four digit sections. So it was like you know x x x x 
space, exit, 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 space, exit, 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 like how it's like set up. Um, it's a very complicated system, um, so complicated as a matter of fact that you know that you know that this day people people have not been people have not been successful at being successful at perfectly cracking the password system during this game. Huh. Um, they've only had partials, partials, partial success because that because everything's saved uh, like in the password password system. So. Um, there's also, um, it also saves, uh, uh, it also saves your, your saves your money, saves your power up, saves your difficult, uh, saves, 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 saves your difficulty setting. Uh, there are, th yeah, we didn't mention that. There's three difficulty levels like this game. There's three difficulty levels like in the game, uh, Rookie Warrior, like Warrior Veteran. Um, the AI definitely gets nastier, nastier and tougher at the higher difficulty levels. Uh, that makes much sense. More, yeah, the, the cars, the cars upgrade easier. They're much more, they're much more apt to use weapons on you. Uh, they're much better racers, that kind of stuff. So, right. Um, we and finally, last, 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 but definitely, last, but definitely not least, one of the most, one of the best things about this game, I thought, and one of the reasons that interplay marketing, marketing one, mark, marketing one, what uh, marketing one changed, change, one, one to change, one to change, one to change, change the name of the game. Uh, there's there's license there's license music in this game. Um, they got the rights to five classic. Well, most of them are classic rock and roll songs that were redone uh, like for the game um, in MIDI format, and they sound pretty good. I thought considering the limitations of uh, their hardware, because of the uh, um, because because Super NES, as we know, has a very good sound chip, and considering considering when the game was made, and considering the technology that was used to. Um, uh, that was used to make the you know that was used to put that uh, that, was used, that, that, that was used they used to put the songs over. Um, they're they're immediately recognizable. Uh, oh yeah, I, I you definitely can tell what they are like right away, and they really helped to add the. Um, it was a very good choice, I thought, adding that music to be the to, 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 to add that music music to the game because to be, to be, uh, because music the music fits the overall look and feel of the game very well because many games many games just have like you know like standard but like boring. Uh, well, maybe not boring, just kind of like, you know, like, um, just regular game music, but, uh, this game prides itself on kind of being zany and over the top and cartoony and having rock music to battle by, um, I, Pew, I thought it was a very good fit. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about the music, uh, George? Uh, did you find the quality, the, the quality of the songs to be okay? Yeah, no, it was pretty good, um... I think there's only one song I didn't recognize. I probably know which song. I probably know which song it is that you, th uh, uh, you know that you didn't place. So it's like, oh, uh, it sounds familiar, but like, what is this? <laughs> the, the Super NES, the Super NES version of the game has five songs. The Genesis, the, the Genesis version actually has the Genesis version actually has like one more song on it. Oh, uh, well, um, well, excuse so, me. <laughs> but so, um, but but most people. But most people have commented. Most people have commented that they have commented the music. The music, the music sounds better. Uh, sounds better the Super NES version of the game. So um, that's a trade-off. Um, yeah. Which songs did you recognize? Like, do you remember? Uh, well, there's Highway Star. There's uh, Bad to the Bone. Yep. Um. Oh, jeez, I forget the other two that I recognized. Um, Highway Star was performed by. Yeah, Highway Star was performed by Deep Purple, and mm -hmm. yeah, and um, and Bad to the Bone was by um, oh, who did that song? Um, oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, but yeah, uh, there's also there's also there's also Paranoid. Oh uh, yes, uh, which is a Black Sabbath song, right? And there's also uh, Born to Be Wild. Yep. Uh, yep. Which That's, is, I think that was the first one I recognized. Actually, right. my memory sucks. <laughs> the last. The, the last song is a curious pick because it's not really a classic rock song, but it is classic. Um, it is the um, the, le uh, the last song is the Peter Gunn theme, uh, which is from uh, which was used in a TV show like in the '60s. And trivia question, George: uh, the Peter Gunn theme was also used. In, the Peter Gunn theme was also used. Was also used like another famous uh, racing like racing video game. Like, do you know what that game is? No idea. Spy Hunter. I never played Spy Hunter. Yeah, great game. Uh, definitely a classic. Uh, Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter uses the Peter Gunn theme like all the way through. So uh, I, I think the version, the, the version, the version, the version of that song in that game sounds sounds like sounds a bit better to me. But the version, 
you know, with, 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 with the version here is like pretty good. So, um, for the record, uh, the sixth bonus song the Genesis version has is "Radar Love." Uh, do it. Uh, which That's so great because I just I don't know if you realize, <laughs> but I made a joke earlier in this podcast. <laughs> And I did not know that song was in the Genesis version. <laughs> yeah, by a band called Golden Earring, which I never heard of. So, um, yeah, yeah, the music sounds very, very good. I was very impressed by it. Um, it's higher quality than I ever expected, um, and also very. It sounded and, great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is this this is one of the first games to have licensed music in it. So, um, so. Um, so this game, this game, curiously enough, was ported, was ported, to, was ported to Game Boy Advance in 2003. Uh, I do not know how the quality of that game is. It looks to be okay. So uh, it also, it also, it also does not include the licensed music because the license, you know, the license, the license, uh, of course, by then later run out to use it. Um, and the Game Boy Advance version also has a, um, uh, also allows like uh, saving, like saving on the card as opposed to having to use a password system. Um, beyond well, of course, that, it's a Game Boy right. game. So, uh, beyond that, like, so beyond that's pretty much the same. Um, very curiously enough, um, in 2014, uh, Blizzard, through its Battle.net's uh, uh, like online system, added in a demo, version of the, a, a demo version of the game, playable on the PC, which features the first, uh, you know, it features like three tracks of the game, and is emulated through like ZSNES. Uh, with the music again changed to, changed to the same MIDI music that the G... The, uh, you know the, the uh, you know the, the GBA music, uh, version used. Why they did this, I have no idea, because it's kind of, it's kind of like I don't really fully understand why they did this. Uh, especially, you especially, you especially, you especially, especially the game's not complete. Maybe it's kind of like you know somebody, somebody was trying to get their cut their teeth and like, gain some programming experience, supporting you supporting older games over. Um, maybe they wanted to celebrate their heritage by a little bit. Who knows? But uh, it's a. It, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, there was a sequel to this game that ma- made. Um, uh, uh, there was a sequel. Uh, uh, your sequel came out several years later for the PlayStation. Yay! Uh, uh, the game was sold in Europe as Rock and Roll Racing 2 uh, with the subtitle of Red Asphalt. But for some reason, for, for some reason, in the U.S. they dropped the they dropped the sequel part and uh, the sequel part and uh, the sequel part and just called like you know Red Asphalt. That's weird. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not sure why because um, so Interplay published this game also. Um, it's still it, it's you you play it's still a Blizzard uh, developed game. Um, it's kind of similar to the first game. It, it's like it's more of a comic book to uh, a comic book style. Um, you know the character profile and videos, and um, you know there's also RPG aspects present in the game, like you know, like you know, uh, I mean, how you upgrade your characters, uh, driving to, to, to driving combat skills. So hmm. I checked out, so I checked out the video of the game on YouTube, but it looks pretty good. Maybe not as much fun as the first game, but you're like you know a decent game. So um, we may cover it eventually, eventually like another podcast. Uh, there is a there is a spiritual sequel to this game also available currently uh, you're currently uh, you're currently right now um, a small company called Yard Team back in December of two, uh, you know, back in December back in December 2013 published a game called Motor Rock. Um, oh, I remember this stuff. It's very very similar to to Rock and Roll Racing. Yeah. Uh, many seem. So many same uh, art assets, art assets and characters are carried over, and there's also some additional content uh, they added on. Uh, they added on also. Uh, the game started originally in 2009, was funded, uh, uh, was crowdfunded uh, like an Indiegogo, and it was originally, you know, originally, it was originally named Rock and Roll Racing 3D, like when it came out. Um, within seven days later, one week later, um, no shock, uh, Blizzard put. Uh, um, a season desist order on them because of the game, uh, due to how close to their uh, uh, closely copying copying the original game that it was. Um, so here's so, so here's the curious thing about this game though. The game is not the game is not available in, the game is not available in the Steam store. That you can't buy it that way. However, the game is still available. The, the, however, the game is still available. The, 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 however, the game is still available on Steam. Um, what did you? 
you know, you have want the game, it, like you go to the yard the yard team website and buy the Steam key there directly to 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 the game directly from them. But then you go to Steam and um and plug the key and like unlock the game that way. So, curious way to get around it. Indeed. So, uh, so yeah, if you, uh, so yeah, if you enjoy this game, uh, check out, uh, check out Motor Rock. It sounds pretty good. So, um, I do not know how much the game costs. I probably should have looked at it, but um, it's kind of cool. They're still like you know, like um, somebody, somebody thought of this game well enough to want to make a spiritual, your spiritual sequel, a sequel for it. The game, the uh, uh, the game reviewed pretty well when it came out. Uh, AGM uh, actually went so far as to give it their award for the best gaming, uh, you know, the best like, console, the best console racing game of the year. Um, wow! Like 1993. So, but it didn't get a very big print run. So um, as a result, this game is kind of expensive. We'll talk about pricing here in a moment. But they, um, so um, the the challenge of this game overall, I thought was pretty good. I, I didn't have the. Um, I did. Um, you, you know, the early part of the game, I breeze through. Did you? I breeze through. You know, I breeze through it fairly easily. Later, uh, later, later courses, I had to repeat a couple of them. But since, but since your money and power ups carry over, I didn't mind that too much because, like, you know, at least you feel like you're making progress that way. Because, like, oh, I, yeah, I have to do this course, but hey, my power ups carried over, so it's all cool. So, uh, so I'll actually be like, you know, uh, so I have a better chance. The game does a very good job of making the player feel The game does a very good job making the player feel empowered. They're actually making progress, uh, regardless of the fact whether you're, regardless of the fact whether, regardless of the fact whether whether you actually are or not, because the fact because the fact that stuff does carry over, um, um, it encourages you to keep going. I thought uh, it's definitely very. What's the phrase I want to use? I'm um, definitely very. I uh, definitely very. Uh, challenging without being frustrating, I suppose. Uh, I suppose the way I'd put it. Um, what do you think about the overall, you know, the overall challenge and difficulty curve and that kind of stuff? Um, it's challenging enough. It's not overly frustrating, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to say about it. What do you think about the game's like replay value? Like, is it major? Is something that you think is something that you think you should like that I go back to? Maybe. Um, replay value for this game. Mm. I mean, I guess if I want to go and see the other cars, that adds replay value. Um, I didn't play with a second player, so. Mm. I mean, that's probably also a different experience in itself. Yep, I imagine so, so too. Yep. Yeah, so. so so I'd say the replay value is, is not the best, but it's good enough to bring somebody back to the game and still uh, enjoy it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, um, like, you know what you're doing? The game's not overly long. Uh, there's a there's a let's play on YouTube of uh, the game from start to finish. Uh which the guy did the whole game in just under four hours. So, huh. um, but you know, normal normal play of passwords, I'd probably say about maybe 15, 20 hours of gameplay here, probably. So, really, uh, yeah. Hmm. Because like I said, you know, those little courses get very nasty, and you're probably gonna have to, like, like you, you're probably gonna have to, um, um, you're probably gonna have to, like, you're, you're probably gonna have to, like, to, to, to uh, re-raise those a few times. Uh, no. get, um, so, but yeah, I mean. So for another racing game, I think this game's very good. Uh, uh, um, it's definitely it's not unique. Like I said, like I said, this game can just borrow a lot from other titles. But um, it, but I thought this game, um, yeah, I, I see why this game like it's fondly remembered and, and recommended. Um, it's a very good racing game. Uh, the action, uh, the over top zany cartoony feel, the 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 dice and music, the voices, uh, the attack style, the gameplay, um, it all comes together very well. Like to make a very a very challenging, very fun, a very fun racing game. Um, I don't like it as much. Um, I um I, I don't enjoy it as much like say uh, RC program or the F Zero games. Um, but it's still very, very good, and uh, it's definitely very, it's definitely interesting to see a very early Blizzard game because like so much of this game that carried over to their later games, uh, like their like graphical style and, and and voices and philosophy, their game philosophy, I I definitely can tell um, is present here. Uh, um, 
it's, it's very fascinating to, uh, fascinating to you know, look at the early games to see how they cut their teeth and kind of how they carried over to the many, many successful successful big titles um, in the like in the uh, like in the twenty plus years since then. Yeah. <laughs> Can you elaborate any on this? Uh, elaborate any like those you know, closing thoughts, George? <laughs> I sure can. Um, it's a very nice game to play. It's not overly frustrating, like I said before, and the controls are tight. And I mean, it's also one of those games that gives you a second way to steer your vehicle, um, which is always nice. Um, I don't know how fun it is with a second player, but I'm sure it's it's probably more fun than playing by yourself. Um, unless unless the second player bogs you down, then that's a problem. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But um, it has a great art style to it. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, the, the characters look nice, and I like the addition of each character has their own stats that they add to basically how your car works. Um, the upgrade system is a nice thing to see and uh, really makes you want to work for first place because then you get more money and then that makes you able to make your car faster or have better handling or have more armor, this, this, and that. So, um, it's it's a good game. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. If you enjoy racing games, I definitely recommend checking this out. Um, even if you're not a racing fan, I think there's enough like you know, uh, there's enough there's enough like action present in the game, with, uh, present in the game with the whole blowing up your enemies and trying not to be blown up and just a uh, yeah. um, the lights the uh, the lights music and the, and the voices and everything. There's enough here, I think that uh, um, there's enough here, I think that I mean, definitely, um, I can't guarantee that you're gonna love it, but I definitely recommend checking it out like anyway because I, anyway like anyway because I think it's a very um, it, it's not your um, it's not. Um, you know, to the game's credit, is that it's not a traditional racing game. So, like, I think anybody can pick this up and enjoy it. Um, so, uh, and uh, yeah, especially and uh, and especially you know, especially especially like you're a fan of Blizzard and the games and the games they produced over the years. This this was definitely worth checking out just to see, to see how the company got start. Uh, you know, some like early games. So, it's a fun little game. There are a number of uh, codes and glitches and glitches in this game. Um, there's a way to get a secret a secret racetrack um, in versus Ooh. mode. Um, uh, there's a code. There's a code you can enter like on the plan. There's a code you can enter like on the plan selection screen uh, for that. There's there's uh, there's a secret character in the game, Olaf, um, that you can access like on the character select screen. Um, all these codes are available like online. Like you're, uh, if you're curious. Uh, there's a glitch in the game that allows you to start the game on uh, the same car and money. Uh, to do that, you play the game normally, get a good car, equip it, get some money, uh, then go to the option screen, take the password, then take a, uh, uh, then start a new game in the same skill level, uh, uh, choose, choose a driver, choose a choosing driver car, go to the option screen, and take the, um, take the password, and they, uh, then start, uh, uh, uh then start a two-player game with this password, stated. Uh, they can put both passwords and kill the second player, and you get double money and double cars, uh, but bonuses basically. Wow. So, so um, uh, there's uh, there's also there's also there's also another secret character in the game that you can unlock, uh, like a password. Um, and there's also and there's also um, it's also possible to it's also possible possible access possible access to access sound a sound test. Um. On the, uh, to do that, the option screen turn off Larry. Then using uh, uh, then using either A, B, X, or Y, turn Larry back on and keep um, keep holding down that button. Then uh, 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 then uh, push L and you hear a different sound than Larry. And then from there, you, I and from there, can go through the sound test. So, um, like I mentioned, this game this game did not have a very huge run. Uh, but, uh, even though it did review uh, well, so um, it's a little bit pricey. It's not as pricey as some of the more really rare Super NES games, but it definitely is kind of up there, kind of uh, kind of uh, you're kind of the higher end for like you know the um, uh, the you know, higher end pricing pricing game to buy. Uh, there, were, there were 25 copies of the game currently currently available for sale on eBay. It, uh, 
with 84, 84 copies with the copies that they recently sold. Uh, these are all North American versions. Uh, prices include shipping. Very easy to find. Most of these most of these listings most of these listings like on card only uh, 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 form. Um, pricing ranged pricing ranged quite wildly on this. Anywhere from twenty dollars and fifty cents all the way up to sixty four dollars. Wow. So yeah, like I said, pricey pr- uh, the higher end Super NES games, but not the most expensive game out there. Um, there definitely are super. You know, there definitely are some games that I've covered before in the past that definitely you 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 definitely good. You have to go for like more money, but but if you want expensive CIB copies. That's the, that that's where you get open. Yeah, that's where you get open, like open up the, to, to to open up the wall for because there's there's, there's only three copies uh, CIB uh, complete copies that sold recently. Uh, box manual and game whatnot. One sold for eighty six dollars, one sold for ninety eight dollars, and one pristine copy of the game. Practically brand new. It's like you know, um, this included all the inserts. This included the plastic bag that the, the, uh, the plastic bag that the cart was in. Um, everything, just like you know, literally almost like brand new. Just the package that opened up. Um, so for a whopping hundred and fifty-four dollars. Jeez, you're speaking so, of uh, opening the wallet, more like opening the checkbook. <laughs> yeah. So thirty bucks. I it's, unless you're unless you're a huge fan of the game, I can't really recommend paying thirty bucks for it. Uh, the GBA version of the game, I'm sure, is like uh, 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 um, I'm sure is available like cheaper. So possibly, I didn't, I didn't check. Um, I, I didn't check. G- 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 uh, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I didn't think I didn't think I didn't think about the GBA pricing, but um, but they are, but they, um, yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, definitely worth checking this game out, uh, like Violet Emulation or uh, um, and you know the remake. Uh, the remake of the game sounds pretty good too, so I'm definitely interested in checking. I'm definitely interested in checking out both that version and also like the sequel, uh, Red Asphalt, like the PlayStation, uh, to see how those uh, two games fare. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to uh, take a look at those. So, uh, so anyway, uh, thank you very much again for turning the podcast. I would very much appreciate it. Um, Definitely a very different racing game. Definitely a game that, like, uh, definitely a game that, like I said, George and I did not have, did not have experience playing, but came recommended, and I can see why came recommended yeah. it. Um, it's pretty fun. So uh, it's definitely a very good pick and play game. Also, I think it's like um, because the because the, because the traction because the traction the traction on too long. This is a game you can play for like a half an hour or so and actually make some progress on it. So uh, definitely, definitely a game you don't need to sink a whole bunch of time into unless you want to sink a whole bunch of time into. So that's always a mark of a good game. Yeah, I, I agree. So, um, anyway, um, next in the podcast, we're going to be looking at another... Um, uh, we're going to be looking at a very interesting uh, interesting game uh, again again next time. Um, a sequel to a game that probably nobody... Nobody's probably heard of the sequel, but the original game was based off of... Speaking about sequels. Uh, the, the original game... The original game... The original game is probably very, very well known. Uh, I know it's well known and well loved among a whole bunch of... Uh, fans, uh, fans, uh, fans, uh, like fans of the retro community, especially you know, especially those, especially those players who had an Amiga growing up, because this was a uh, you know, the original game was a very popular like, Amiga game. We're gonna be looking at the um, um, at a very early Super NES game called Wings Two Aces High, published by Namco, which is a which is a semi sequel to the popular cinema horror game Wings. Uh, which uh, which published by published by Cinema, where like I said, like the Amiga of uh, the '90s. Um, probably nobody knows this game exists, so this should be very interesting to look at again. I played this game back when it first came out. I'm not um, I've not played sorry, I'm not played like not played 25 years. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to, to fascinating to go back to this game and see how it holds up today. And George and George was not aware of this game, as I'm not surprised. So, um, just, so, so it should, so again, this should be interesting. Yep. So uh, we appreciate um, everybody taking the time to listen to this podcast. We uh, we welcome we, we welcome feedback, comments, suggestions, that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter how old it is, uh, like any kind of game is fine um, or whatnot. Um, 
um, we also we also welcome we also welcome like any sort of stories or history of the system or anything else like that. Um, if you have any stuff, by all means, feel free to share, feel free to send it in, and we'll share on the and we'll share on the share on the podcast. Uh, you can reach us on our Facebook page, or you can also send us an email directly to the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, George, how can the good listeners like get a hold of you if they're so inclined? Oh boy, uh, I'm on Twitter. If you want to follow me, uh, that's at Mr. Chief at M I S. T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. Um, if you're also interested, I stream games, uh, old, new, whatever. Um, that's uh, twitch.tv slash Mr. Chief, spelled the same way as the Twitter handle. Um, I do other podcasts as well. I do The Box Fort, not family-friendly. I do PlayStation Power uh, with Greg, which is not family-friendly. And I do uh, Master System Masterpieces. Um, and those are all fun. Very good. Uh, yes, uh, we are also a proud member of both the Retro Junkies and the Throwback Network. Uh, definitely feel free. To, uh, there's a lot of great retro and non-retro uh, podcasts on there, so uh, so definitely check them out. Um, we also uh, we're also available. Like available on iTunes, so feel free to check us out on there and, and give us a rating review. I'm still working on I'm still working on getting Stitcher uh, up and running again. I'm having some issues with that. Um, I keep forgetting about that. Maybe George can uh, uh, maybe George can remind me uh, that I need to keep working on that because I've been kind of going like e- uh, 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 email email bouncing hell through like with them. So hey Greg, <laughs> hey Greg, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm working on it still. How about uh, Google online. Play? You should work on that. I keep getting, yeah, I, I keep, yeah, I keep getting to submit it actually. Oh, uh, to be to be honest, um, I, I I need to do that too. So, but uh, um, so anyway, yeah, um, we very much uh, we very much appreciate the support. Uh, we're working, we're working, uh, we're working on uh, to we're, we're working again. Um, I'm getting some more guest guest uh, guest host to host to come on the podcast, and we're, we got some, and we got some special special episodes of mine like later on. So uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. And uh, thank you again very much for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and take care, all. Bye. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play. Things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Doom Bomb.